Welcome everyone to the Circle Back Podcast, episode 98, the show where three great friends get together and talk about video games. I'm Dan Dufernoy, and joined by me is Dan LaMarca. What's up, Dan? That's me. Unfortunately, our buddy Shelb is not here today. Shelby, we miss you. He's out on assignment. Your, your presence is missed, but I, I believe your soul is here with us. <laughs> I believe that. So too. we love you, Shelb. We miss you. Um, but we're still going to keep, uh, keep going strong with tears in our eyes. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Dan, you've been playing a lot of games. I want to talk about some of the some little housekeeping games that uh, we've been talking about for the last few weeks. Sure. Um, I know for a fact you beat Sentinels, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. I did beat it. And I want to hear your, your closing thoughts on it because the more and more we talk about it, the more and more I feel compelled to play it. I, well, you should, first of all. And second of all, my closing thoughts are it's one of the best games of the year. I like a top. It's Do you know where on the list? I'm yet? not gonna <laughs> reveal my hand, but it is on my top ten, let's say. Dang, that's saying this something. game is special. It's in uh, it's a really great story. It by the end, it's amazing how invested you are in the characters. Mm-hmm. I think the places it goes is really interesting. Constant twists and turns throughout the narrative. Um, the gameplay of the actual like you know tower defense tactic-y kind of thing um, is it gets more interesting as you go on. It's pretty easy throughout. Even the end part is pretty easy. But I think that's good. I think if it was a hard game and it it was like you're failing, it would be a little frustrating right. because the main point of the game is that narrative thrust that you're constantly you know it's basically a visual novel with with this meets evangelion like <laughs> well yeah i mean the 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 story is is all about that but it's just awesome i i really love this game i think they do some really cool stuff and whenever you think you like have it figured out it's like because constantly you're having like theories like oh are we in you know are we traveling through time like what are we doing and it's constantly like just twisting in a way that's interesting that's really cool man how many hours did you put into it Final hour count was, I believe, just shy of 30 hours. Okay. I think it was about 27, 28 hours. Um, I believe I had at least three or four of those were idle hours because I would just leave it on. Idle, you know, that's my elementary school, idle hour. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I just doxed myself. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it's a tremendous game. Yeah, I man. love it. I, I love narratively it's one of the best games of the year for sure and and i did enjoy that that tower defensey sort of sort of gameplay i think it's super fun it gives you a lot of different options on how you want to handle uh certain things i got the platinum oh wow yeah. good for you man i mean honestly so the more we talk about it i've been talking about me and my sister um i've been trying to find like a new game and my sister loves anime she like and literally we were talking about that song seaside uh <laughs> Yeah, spoilers for the, uh, oh, in sorry. a couple weeks. Uh, seaside Vacation. <laughs> seaside Vacation is a jam. Such a jam. And I sent it to her, and she said, "Oh my gosh, we're playing, we're playing this game." <laughs> but the one thing that was, you know, she was like, ah, "I don't know if that gameplay, like, she loves." So it's Atlas, right? So yeah. She loves Persona. You know, she loves yes. stuff like that, and she loves tactics game and all that stuff, um, and RPGs and stuff. She was like, "Ah, I don't know." And even I was like, ah, "I've never really played a game with that sort of like." 
it's, style and loved it so much. Well, this is a very unique style yeah. of game, the gameplay itself. It's not your typical tactics. It's it's very unique. Yeah, and that's um, what it looks like. I'm like, I've never seen... Yeah, but which isn't a bad thing. But know. it's good. And it's not, like I said, it's not hard, mm-hmm. which is its saving grace. Like, if, if this was, like, oh, super, because it looks very complex and over the top, but it's kind of like, you'll be fine. <laughs> like, you figure it out on the fly, and you'll still get S rankings on the missions. You know what I mean? Cool. Like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't sweat that too much. I'm excited. Honestly, I, I think I'll pick it up. I, you know, I hate to say it. I probably won't get to it by the end of, you know. <laughs> I mean, we're running out of days here. <laughs> but listen, January is a beautiful month it filled is. with nothing so that's you know i'll get to it if only we didn't have a a 90 hour rpg that just came out yeah i know well we'll get we'll get to it we'll get to that um but yeah 13 sentinels aegis rim one of my favorite games of the year excellent game i think it is it is something special nice man yeah i'm I'm definitely gonna get to that and good i mean was it up for anything for the, for the Game Awards? Was it on there? I think the only thing I saw it on was Best Narrative. Narrative? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that, too. Sorry. I'm, like, getting so excited. Anyway, <laughs> then there's two other games on here that we've been talking about for the past few weeks. We yes. got Sackboy and the Pathless. Uh, yes. Where are you about on uh, so, yeah, we, those games, respectively? So, Sackboy, a big adventure. Um, I, I'm continuing to play some co-op with my wife. I think it's an awesome game for that. It's super fun. Very easy going. Um, the more I play, the more I like that game. I think it's I think it's a really good platformer. I don't think it does anything to separate itself from like this isn't Mario, you know. Right, like right. so, but I think it's fun. It's interesting. It's a good little collectathon. It's like you know, ooh, on this level, there's five secret orbs you got to collect, and you're like checking the periphery of the levels and, and trying to figure out where these little secrets are it's neat mm-hmm. music continues to be really fun um I, i'm on the third world out of five i think it's really cool you're um, just having, it's a good time yeah it's a good time it's and I, and I mentioned it i believe when i was talking about it on the last episode i was comparing it to crash okay and it's like it's kind of unfair because like i just prefer it to crash doesn't necessarily have any quality indication. You mean Crash 4? Crash 4. Specifically, okay. Well, both of these, yeah, this game and Crash 4 came out this year, and they both feel like throwback, you know, platformers. I right, mean, the 60, Mario 64, Banjo. Right. Um, and obviously Crash has its own special, unique, stiff platforming. Right. Um, but to me, this is like a fun, like a more fun, enjoyable version and less frustrating, like old feeling mm, gotcha you know like they're not going for the same thing really right. it's just in spirit they are uh and and i prefer the Sackboy, uh you know iteration listen sometimes you can have a heavy uh, 13 sentinels you know and <laughs> and then sometimes you can just have hey i'm just gonna have fun play with Sackboy. that's right you know so good good yeah. good so you're in world three out of three out of five, five. i think um what's uh what's d's opinion on it she's enjoying it too. oh she loves it yeah. that's cool it's super fun there are some levels there are certain levels that are like you can only play co-op, mm-hmm. like you can't play by yourself. Like they're off to the side, like bonus levels. Okay. And they're some of my favorite levels in the game they're because awesome. it's like you need to work together. Like one person needs to pull out a platform so the other person can jump on it. You got to like throw each other up high ledges that you can't get to otherwise. And that's been super, super fun. Nice, man. It's a cool game. I, I really do like it. Um, like I said, it's not going to blow your mind, but... 
listen, sometimes just some nice fun, you know, I can, what it is. I can dip my feet in for a little bit and mm-hmm. that's it, man. It's so, okay. so what about the, uh, what about the pathless? So the pathless I picked back up, um, while we were waiting for cyberpunk mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I played the first world and I like got everything or the fir- it's, bro- it's broken up into zones, like five, four or five zones in this big open world. And before you move on to the next one, you need to beat the boss and, you know, standard standard video game fare. When I played the first area, I did not... Basically, I got everything. I got the... Because there's a thing where, like, you beat the boss and then you have to get the rest of the collectibles in the, that area in order to unlock, like, a secret power that the boss will give you. I did that. And it took me, like, three or four hours and I felt myself kind of getting burnt out on the formula a little bit. Mm. So I was like, you know what? If I'm going to return to it, I'm just going to get the amount of stuff I need to beat the boss and then move on. Okay. So I did the second area, beat the second boss. Really liked it a lot. I thought that whole area and the boss fight. I think the pacing is a lot better if you just try to get the amount of... Basically, you do little shrines like in Breath of the Wild, right? Mm-hmm. Little puzzle rooms and... You do it, and you get one of these collectible things. You bring them to these towers. So in the, th- in the second world, it's like three towers. You need two collectibles to unlock each tower. Okay. So I, you do your six puzzles in the world, drop them off to all the towers, and then it unlocks the boss fight. And then you go fight them, and then if you beat them, you move on to the next area. Doing that, like the pacing of being like, oh, I got... I got these two. Let me go drop them off in the tower. Let me do this mm-hmm. rather than like scouring the open world map because there's no map. Right. You said you got what they have is is like a triangle. Yeah, well, there's like a ping. The way that it works is like you go into like this vision where it like pings out this radial ping that'll like highlight anything in red that is an objective. So if it happens to be behind you and you're looking forward, you don't even see it. Mm. I think digging through and trying to be like a completionist in this game is is not the intention of the developers. It feels a lot more well paced if you're just doing the doing, yeah. I don't want to say the bare minimum, but I see. Yeah, what you're it's not like the doing. bare minimum. But the nice part is you can get the collectibles from any of the puzzle areas. So it's not like a set order. So it's like whatever you stumble across, just the do first it. Thing. Yeah. So- so I'm curious. So I'm sorry, I mean to cut. You no, off. go ahead. Um, so if you need, let's just say, six collectibles to open up, you know, three towers or whatever, is there only six little shrine things, or is there multiple that you? No, can... that's what I'm saying. Oh, so, gotcha. so there's like fifteen. So okay, I see what you're saying. So, so you get your six. Feels, move on. Yeah, and it feels more natural because then you're like exploring. You're like, oh, there's one over here. Let me see what's over here, and and it'll just highlight red. It won't tell you if it's something that's going to unlock a collectible or if it's something that'll just give you. Like uh, some experience points where when you fill it all the way up, you get one extra jump mm-hmm. uh, with your with your eagle. Um, but it's really good when you play it like that. Like it's not like I, I, it, it's not going to end up on my top ten. I would think based on what I played, but it's it's in the it's flirting with the the bottom part of it because it is a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's definitely better if you if you go into it being like, oh, let me let me just do what I need to let do. Let me do what I need to do. Move on. It's it just the pacing feels more natural and, and gotcha. Yeah. All right, fair man. It's a good, it's a good game. I I'm enjoying the Pathless. Good. All right. Moving on. 
So there's a new game you played, Dan, called Lair of the Clockwork God. Yeah. So what the, is this game? You know what this game is? It's it's a game that, similar to when I picked the Pathless back up, it was like, all right, I have a little time before Cyberpunk. What do I want to play? And I, I've been hearing about Lair of the Clockwork God, people saying like, oh, this is one of the most overlooked games of the year. You know, people aren't talking about this game. So finally, I was like, you know what? Let me see. Let me let me pick it up on Switch. I don't really have a game on my Switch right now, and um, I'll jump in while I'm waiting for Cyberpunk. I played about three hours, and I love what it's going for, and I don't think it's very good. <laughs> that's that's how I would describe it. All right, so it. give me give me the uh, paint so the picture. The picture is it's a you're controlling two characters. One of them is. And this is how the game describes it. And this is kind of my main problem with it. One of them is an indie platformer. One of the characters. The other one is a indie point-and-click adventure game character. So the idea is you can only do certain things with the platformer guy because the point-and-click guy won't jump. Right. And he won't do stuff. So, like, conceptually, I actually love it. That's a cool idea. The whole setup is great. So what you're doing is you're like going ahead with the platforming guy, you know, stepping on blocks to make platforms for the other guy to walk across. And then it's like, oh, but there's a puzzle you got to solve up oh, combine, you know, pick this up in your inventory and combine it with something to solve the, the, um, the point and click puzzle, you know, like, and it's cute and it's a good idea. The thing I don't like is I don't, and humor is very subjective. So I'm not saying it's not funny. It's bad, <laughs> but for me, it's not hitting. The very beginning of the game is you come across this guy who's like an indie darling developer, and they're like, "Oh, he's famous." Like, you know, it's basically like John Blow after he made Braid, right? And and he's like sitting there talking about like being very pretentious, like you know, whatever. Oh, Jonathan. And Blow. you're, and then you like. Th- in order to solve the puzzle you need to just push him on this pit of spikes and walk across his body and it's like i could see like like there's something there but it's just all a little overdone and like annoying like i don't know it's it's not hitting for me in the way that i hoped it would i think some of the puzzle stuff is cool but sometimes it feels like a little tedious okay like it feels like oh do we like do we need to be going back and forth this like it's it's it hasn't been interesting enough where i'm like oh man that's such a clever puzzle design it's been more about the tedium of okay now i gotta walk this guy over here i know what to do but it takes five minutes to get because it's a point and click gotcha now is it a game that will you pick it back up or are you completely eh, you know i think i might be good because you know because i played three hours you know two and a half three hours I think I got the That's taste enough. that I need, yeah. Um, you sending it back to the kitchen? Yeah, it's not that I... It really... It's not something I would look at and be like, oh, it's like, don't play this. It's a bad game. You just wouldn't order it again if you went back exactly. to the same Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, Layer of the Clockwork God. I, I've seen it on some people's, you know, top 25 of the year or whatever. Like, I've seen people talking about it. Right. Um, and that's why I wanted to pick it up. I was like, let me give it a shot before. So, could you name twenty five games 
that you've enjoyed this year more than uh, Lady of the Clockwork King? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. well, there's the, absolutely. <laughs> there's the answer. Yeah. All right, so. Yeah, my my, my top 10 list on GG, the absolute yeah, years, yeah, yeah. it's a top 20 list because I want to, like, know what's, like, right behind the 10 in case any of them want to make a flip. And it's, like, I never had the thought of putting it on the top 20. Gotcha. You know? So, okay. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, now it's time to talk about the uh, the elephant in the room. The big boy. The big one just came out on Thursday. Let's talk about it, everyone. Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberdong 2077. <laughs> That's what I call it. Good way to put it, Daniel Son. Um, I'm not sure how to even how to even start with this. So I'm just gonna say I've only played. I'm recording. It literally just came out yesterday. So I've only played well as of recording. Yeah, it's true. Jesus. So I've only played uh, two two days. Right. But yeah. Well, it feels like forever though because yeah. we've been waiting for this game and we've been talking about this game for a very long time. I've only played about two two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I was able to do the first um, first quest, mm-hmm. and then I kind of just explored uh, the city just a little bit. So just- I want to say right off the bat. Let's talk spoilers for the first couple hours. Okay. It's not much No, to spoil. And, and everybody's going to probably have this similar, yes. depending on what you pick. But yeah, but I think si- it's similar. interesting enough that I want to have that discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, is There's really not much to, to spoil, but, but I just want right. to talk it through. So, first, so I played about six hours. Okay. Um, and, and I'm definitely mixed on it. The thing that... Let's get like the high level stuff out of the way, and then I'll talk. Well, I want to hear your your yeah, experience yeah. with the first mission. Um, but high level, I think a lot of the humor and attitude is like really appealing for like edgy edgy thirteen year olds. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of, and I'm sorry, this is gonna like upset people. I know it's gonna upset people. <laughs> oh gosh, we're gonna have a hate mail. This is like. It reminds me of Fight Club in a lot of ways. Fight Club, Boondock Saints, right? That but, sort of. But Fight Club in particular, because it's like, it's like, oh my god, he's talking about his dick. <laughs> like, oh shit, <laughs> like it's crazy. Well, literally, when you know I, I, mean? I walk in today, <laughs> and I'm not trying to spoil anything, but literally, the first thing I hear as you're playing the game is. You know, you weren't even a scratch in your daddy's ball sack. And it's like, <laughs> why are we talking like this every two seconds? Yeah, that's that's the most striking thing from this game, especially coming from the team that, that made The Witcher. It's like, it's just weird. Like, the whole tone, the whole thing feels very juvenile in a way that is off-putting. It's very, you know what it feels like? It feels very bro. You know, it just feels like very, like, it's like so many, like, high fives and, like, yes. yeah, tough yes. muscles, yes. penis, you know, it's just, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's weird, man. It's very weird. But there's stuff I'm really liking. Like, I, as the main story goes on, so the first couple hours, I think, are bad. They're They're, like, uneven, choppy story, like... There's a whole thing, and and we'll talk about it. But like, this you, your main bud Jackie. Yeah. You meet him. You do the first mission together, and then they give you like a fucking montage. Yeah, you get the montage. He's like in a dance club. Like, <laughs> and then it says like six months later, but it's like, that's the part we should have been playing. Right. Like, what are we? 
So it's like, all right, so you had great times doing these, you know, Weird, small yeah. times uh, crimes. Here's with people your buddy that Jackie. apparently we know, but like, oh, great, I'm seeing them for two seconds. Oh, we're getting like, into a bar fight, like yeah. whatever. It's like, why are we playing that? Instead, we're playing the part where they're like sick of each other a little bit. Right. <laughs> like it's like weird. It's very weird. But I think the where where the story goes after those first couple hours, uh, your 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 main mission it ends up being like sort of like a heist mission, and I think a lot of the story stuff around that is really good. I did my first brain dance. Okay. And it's really fucking good. Like that this is what's so perplexing about this game is like when it cuz cuz right off the bat it's jarring in a way that it like wants to evoke the visual stylings of like a Blade Runner. Right. But every like nothing feels dirty and grimy. Instead it just feels like they are talking about it like it's dirty and grimy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I see what you're like saying. Like they say like or like the advertising's like, "Oh, like d- come like you know, there's like a club that and it's like it's like fuck till you die or right. something is like written across the back and it's like but the impression you get walking in is not that like sleazy like like right. oh, I'm uncomfortable oh, being like, here. Yeah. That's not how it feels. Right. It feels very polished. That's the dissonance here. And that's what they're completely failing in this game is that. Mm-hmm. Like, you're missing that. Well, it's interesting, too, and especially since you mentioned Blade Runner, because I don't think it's a secret how much we love Blade Runner. But, right. right, when you think of cyberpunk, you think rain and neon, right? You think it's just, you know, and you think, you know, grimy, dirty city. And it's just, you don't want to live there. But you're right. The big appeal for this is whoa, this city is sprawling, everything's polished, everything's shiny, and you said it perfectly. You go into a club, and yeah, this is a really nice. <laughs> it's really nice. It's like, I mean, it's terrible, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it looks I know. aesthetically, oh, it's shiny, it's sleek. There, um, so I get what you're saying on, on that yeah. regard. And I think the most, <laughs> this is going to sound very silly, but the most damning thing I could say about it is the city is much prettier during the day than it is at night. <laughs> And it's like that—that's not cyberpunk, right? <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Um, but anyway, I—I I think it's such a mix. I think the character creator is really off-putting with all the dick sizes and shapes, and then there's—you can't change your body type. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's very weird. The decisions they made—it is so clear that they are. Going for what I said, a thirteen-year-old edge lord. Right, they're, they're, like that's yeah. who they're. That's who they want. They're catering to a certain like demographic who I think they believe is the majority of. And there's people that are literally going to think this is the greatest game of all people time. People have been thinking that since long before, before it even it came, came out, right? Because right. they're lunatics. But it's like I, it's it's it feels like a game yeah. that is out of touch and. It's gonna either appeal to forty-five-year-old divorced dads that miss the 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 good old days of, of being edgy, and <laughs> or it's gonna appeal to the thirteen-year-olds that are coming up trying to be. This is, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great way to put it. And honestly, it's for it's for it's for divorced dads and future divorced dads. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting that you say because literally for me the biggest 
and we actually talked about it, a little bit about it yesterday is that I love I love what cyber like some of my favorite medium some of my favorite things in any sort of art whether it's books I love the William Gibson books I love Philip K Dick um, movies Blade Runner you know things like that some of my favorite things are cyberpunk and it seems like what they're doing is they took a Grand Theft Auto game or a Fallout game mm-hmm. and said all right we're gonna take all these things that we love about Blade Runner aesthetically and just give it like this sort of like set dressing that okay this is gonna be a William Gibson novel set dressing with a Grand Theft Auto game and yeah. with a Fallout game yeah I, I and that's what it feels like it's, I only, agree two with ho- you. it's only two hours I agree you know, two you. and a half the hours thing, the thing that I'll say is I think that the source material for in cyberpunk in and of itself is dated it's a dated look at the future right so right, all, I mentioned William Gibson and Philip K. Dick that was the 60s yeah. 70s yeah. you know so I get like the, of course there's going to be some weirdness there like like they shorten all the words in a really cringy way so it'll be like um oh I, I had a really good example that I just saw and now I'm blanking on it but they call like they 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 shorten tech words in a way that feels like big t- it's got big time 80s futuristic right. energy <laughs> where it's like yeah no one would really say that like right. it doesn't really make a lot of sense but um yeah, I th- I think overall, the things that it's going for, like the things that it wants to be, this is our identity, I think it fails. The things that it's doing narratively and tonally within this main story so far for me, mm-hmm. I think it's nailing it and it's really, really interesting. Like this main, this mission that that I completed, it's like from start to finish, it's engaging it's interesting the the meeting the new characters and like having these sit down like there's a lot good there but it wants to be this bustling huge world that feels completely dead mm. it does not feel like a living world right it looks like a living world but NPCs, it doesn't you feel can't, like yeah, a you living can't interact world. with you can't go into certain you know it's set dressing really but the stuff that's what it's tr- that's what it framed its identity as right and it's a failure in that regard yeah and and I've only played six hours. I will play more and right. come back with more thoughts. But I think by now you get the sense of like what it's about, mm-hmm. like whether or not you know. That's why I'm not saying the story is horrible because I haven't. I'm six hours in. Right. But I think it's it's tone and what it's going for. I think it's completely failing. To be so uh, so in the beginning of the game, you get to choose what uh, what path you can either be a nomad where you live outside the city and come in. You could be a street kid, which is you know you're already in the city. Or you could be a corpo, which is you could be from the corporation. And you know obviously we didn't pick that one. But which one did you pick, Dan? Okay. Which <laughs> I went with nomad. With me too. Me uh-huh. too. And I, I'm sure for similar reasons, I thought it would be cool. I've never been to... I, again, right. the hype, oh, this city, it would be cool to be outside of the yep. city and then see. But I was only outside the city for like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and then, you're, and then you're rushed in. Thrown into it. So I'm curious what other people's experiences... I'm, I'm curious what the differences were. I'm not sure if you've read up or if you've watched uh, any sort of gameplay about what the other... Uh, avenues intros are I like thi- so i think that first mission plays out differently depending because obviously you can't do the whole thing where you're entering the city with jackie if right you gotta cross the border the right it ends at the same place with uh what's her name stout or whatever mm-hmm. where you're like you know meeting up with somebody to do a arms a deal basically yeah. um 
so I think it, it meets there and then the story just continues on in a, in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think those first couple hours, I mean, so like I said, you, you meet Jackie, you have that montage and then you're, you're going a big job. Yeah. And that job is okay. Like, did you do that whole thing where you get the yes. flathead? Yeah. So that job is like fine. It's not like a great mission, but it's like okay, this is a you know like you said, Touchstones Fallout, right? Like this feels like a Fallout mission. You went in, you know, however you wanted to tackle it. You want to be stealthy. You, you, stealth, you shoot, can just go and guns a blazing. Um, felt okay, mm-hmm. but the next main story mission it really brought the, brought the intrigue up, and right when you meet. Because there's two parts to that. One of them is meeting with the client, right? Yes. And you didn't do that. Yet. I didn't do that yet. So that's the part that gets interesting. I went right home. <laughs> I did the same thing that you did. I did okay. the flathead first, and then I went to meet with the client. When you meet with the client, that's when you have your first brain dance, and they explain it to you. Okay. So the brain dance, uh, for those that didn't see the, you know, the Night nice City Wire, the the camp, the advertising campaign that they would show like 15 minute clips. Brain dance is basically you're you're hacking into the chip of another person, and so you are seeing exactly what they see. So you're kind of like replaying memories, and what happens is you have the capability of focusing in on different things. Like you can kind of like have an out of body experience based on things that that person perceived into the chip okay but may not have been paying attention to in real time so it's like you heard a little bit of a conversation like this person that you're that you're now reliving the memory of heard a little bit of a conversation and you can say all right pause it there i'm going to listen in on that conversation while it plays out so you hear the whole conversation so you're kind of like picking apart these little areas based on what the information that was perceived by the individual whether or not it was conscious okay you know so they're like little mysteries where it's like all right now figure out how to access this you know secret thing and it's like okay we're hacking around into different access points within this memory in order to see it and it's like the the example they give in the beginning is oh so you get at the end of the brain dance, the person gets shot and killed. Okay. So it's like, all right, let's figure out what happened there. So the person has their back turned and they get shot in the back of the head. So it's like, how do you know who did it? Well, right above them is security camera pointing that way. So if you instead focus on the CCTV monitor behind the counter and play it out, You'll see the the feed of the camera. Oh, and see who shot Oh, see, that's an interesting in concept. That's an interesting thing, and it works really well. That's really cool, and I've really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So from there, the sto- not only is the brain dance itself interesting, but the story gets more and more interesting from there. Okay, and that's the part I really really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I'm reserving full judgment because I'm like, well this stuff's really good yeah this mission was really interesting a lot of cool i mean the visuals can be really really neat in this main mission you know quote-unquote heist whatever you're seeing some really cool locales that are like 
unique and interesting for sure. Um, you know, it's just the stuff on the periphery and some of the attitude. It's like, it's, it's like, I feel like your character at any given moment could just like walk up to a stranger and, and like punch him. him in the face and be like, <laughs> get out of my way, fuck stick. <laughs> like, it's like, it's got that attitude that I just, yeah. it just is annoying. Yeah. Like, to be honest. Yeah. Especially when it, when you're doing things that are interesting and work well, it's, it's very striking. Mm-hmm to see that right all right um, how are so what you're telling me though is that the other other quests that you've done in the last six hours are they varied enough that it's like oh this is this is different this is or is it the same sort of no it is different but but i've i i have not done much of the side stuff okay because it hasn't been very interesting so far okay so you're it's main, early though you're mainlining the story yeah at this time six at this hours time in. yeah i'm well i'm not sure but i i would assume that there are interesting side quests that you could do as well as the game goes on. Right. But I've mostly just done the main story. And that main story mission is very different than what you did in the first mission. And, and it's and it's really well done. Okay. And I liked it a lot. All right. Um, so, yeah, really really mixed feelings on yeah. this game. I mean, overall, we're going to obviously play more. We, we, we just got it, you know, even me. But I, I totally, I don't know how to describe it. Same the way that you, I think mix is a perfect way. I don't hate it. Um, but I don't love it, and I just sort of feel right now, um, again, the way that I did when I played uh, Fallout 4. You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. that sort of feeling where I'm like, oh, okay. Like, or, or even Outer outer Worlds, too. Yeah. You know, where it's just, you know, oh, cool. I want to see what happens. I want to, you know, but I don't know. I, I don't know how to put my, my finger on it. I'm, I am turned off by, by some of those things. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get this overly macho, edgy, you know, idea i just uh, that that kind of turns me off but you know we'll see how it goes gameplay wise i think the shooting feels fine it's better than i expected to be honest so yeah i think it's better than fallout games i think it's better than outer worlds mm-hmm. it, it feels fine i think the driving is fine mm-hmm. also you know nothing special but it works right, right, right and so you know not much to complain about on that front um have you had any frame rate issues, resolution issues? Yeah, bugs? I've had. So you're playing on PS4. I'm playing PS4. You're playing PS5. I'm playing the PS4 version on, on PS5, the PS5 because okay. the PS5 version's not out yet. I, I I know this is a big thing of contention for a lot of people. Bugs don't and and glitches don't necessarily bother me. I know we talked last year about Control. That game was glitchy as anything. So and, was it glitchy? Because so here's my question. I think there's a difference between like frame rate hitchiness. Yeah. Like for, for me, for rate? me, it was frame rates. It literally that was in control, turning right? into like, no, no, no. In this? For uh, in Cyberpunk, for control, it was everything. It was it was frame rates. It was glitches. It was the game just stopping on me. Right. I haven't had the game stop on me. It is you're talking to a character and like the face kind of turns into like a Picasso sort of. Okay. Sort of. So thing. that's yeah, that's re- that's resolution and um, textures popping in and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Has the actual frame rate, like when you're in fights and stuff, is it frame rate hitching? I've had where I'm driving and the car like stops and then goes, you know what I mean? Like that sort of yeah. like you drive. Very hitchy. Yeah. All right. So, well. but no hard crashes, no weird bugs. Really. No, thank just, goodness. I haven't had any moments where the game just, just frame rate just and stops and it says, you know, please contact PlayStation right. support. You know, I haven't All had right. any, of, any of that stuff yet. So I've had three hard crashes on the PS5. I think the game looks way better runs at a solid frame rate it's it's almost the opposite of what you're talking about it looked about. beautiful what i saw i was like dang because the ps5 is a powerful machine, machine especially compared to the ps4 
and it 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 runs at a solid frame rate it resolution looks great textures look good not much to complain about on that front but i have had bad bugs mm-hmm. i had three cra- hard crashes wow never lost too much progress i lost about 10 minutes one time the rest was like a minute um i've had bugs where like i would jack into something and then i would come out and it's like i i I was like stuck holding the the cable in the port and like I could move my head and look around, but I couldn't hit square or circle to like eject and there was no prompt or anything. So I just had to reload. Mm. Um, I had one where actually after the brain dance, you're like down in a basement of a club and so you, you would do the brain dance and then it would come out and it's supposed to be your view of like these characters around you, you coming out of the brain dance and I'm outside looking at my car oh. and I'm like, wait, what is going on? And like, I'm hearing cutscenes happening. Oh, wow. But I'm not seeing it. Mm. And I had to literally maneuver my character via the mini map to get them out of the club <laughs> because I, my camera was stuck on the spot. And during that time I was able to see the, the way that the world populates and depopulates. Okay. As I got closer to the door, like people started, started appearing. Popping up. Yeah. And then <laughs> as I got really camera. close to the door, people started having conversations wow. when they weren't talking before. <laughs> um, that was a weird bug. I've had a lot of bugs with um, like when people die, their guns just float in the air. So you're just walking by like floating guns. A lot of floating cigarettes so far. Okay, that's pretty cool. The, invis- are, the Invisible Man uh, is and, here, and they're doing like smoking motions, <laughs> and the cigarettes like off to the right side of their face, like not near them, and they're like smoking. Um, though to be fair, though, right with The Witcher Three, right there was similar bugs, and st- I mean, right, mm-hmm. not as much. I no. I feel like I've I've read that you know people were fuming the first week or so. Definitely there were, but not to this extent. No. Okay. And the fact that I'm playing on the PS5 and I'm getting all this speaks to the game more than the hardware. That's the thing. So the game was delayed, game was delayed. And then they made a decision that we're going to put it out this year. You know, we could talk about the crunch culture that surrounds. Yeah. And I think, I think we we should for sure. And it comes out like this. It's like, maybe we should have given it another six months, ironed out some of these bugs ironed out you know exactly what was going on with this game and you wouldn't have had to crunch right Right, you know like yeah it's it's a very sticky situation but i really think it's pretty bad the the performance on this game um and i'm sure i mean they put out there was a 43 gig patch there's a patch yesterday there was a big 17 gig patch yesterday Mm um they've they've been definitely putting stuff out trying to stabilize it but i i i don't think you can talk about this game without mentioning how buggy it is um and again it's the same thing we know we talked about control last year and then for me for some reason control even through (coughs) all those bugs and all that i was so motivated to keep i don't have that motivation yet with cyberpunk i'm still gonna play it you know i'm still i'm still interested um you know, I, I literally only played two and a half hours. I'm, you know, I'm not, but 
I don't know. I can't describe it. I, I'm. I just. This just speaks to how good a game control was. I was just so invested in what was happening with that game. Um, I just don't feel that yet yeah. with Cyberpunk. Yeah. And I, and I was hoping to. Again, you know, it, it's it's a, a great example of. You know, every year there's like the most hyped game. Last year for me it was Death Stranding. The year before it was Red Dead. You know, like this is the most hyped. Now Death Stranding, that's a video game. game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I hear what you're saying, but for me, I definitely feel and I and I'm curious when you after you do the full next mission, right? And yeah, no, I got like, time to go. Yeah, if you'll be like, oh, okay, because because now I feel the pull where I'm like, I do want to continue the story and I do want to see where it's going. Mm-hmm. I am intrigued. Um, I met my Keanu Reeves. Um, What's your opinion? Can, I, can we? Is that too? Is it too early to even me ask about uh, Mr. Johnny? I mean, I can tell you what I think. Yeah, what do you think about Keanu? I mean, I think, I think a lot of. The, I mean, again, the source material is pretty cringy at times. This is pretty cringy at times, and I think, and I think you know he's. They're literally called Rocker Boys. Like this is from Cyberpunk. They're called Rocker Boys, and they're rock stars that also like go out Our and do. Right? Yeah, they're they're activists that like go out and you know basically eco terrorists. And it's like you you get a lot of cringy stuff out of him, and and just the way that he's talking and stuff. It, it's just it. It's it's weird, man. The tones, the tonal swings of this game are vast, and I think at its best, it's an interesting like crime fiction, mm-hmm. and at its worst, it's like I said, uh, a, a worse Fight Club. Gotcha. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Cyberpunk. I'm definitely gonna be continuing it. Like I said, I have not had much pull, desire to want to continue, like to go side questing mm-hmm. and to check the check out what's going on around the world. The thing I keep thinking in my head is like, man, imagine if Arcane made this game. Oh, forget about <laughs> it. Yeah, right. You, like, if you it was get like what I mean? Game? Yeah. Like it's like there is a level of care and detail and interesting writing on the periphery that that arcane is all about mm-hmm. that is like what exactly what this game is missing yeah you know yeah no so. I, I feel yeah you know and i was hoping you know, and th- this is for me where i'm like i'm obviously going to play more of it I've only, I've only played two and a half hours right. but i did have that yesterday where i i and i didn't expect this i thought i was gonna you know get home and i was gonna just play all day i got to a point where i said all right i'm good for today yeah. and i didn't expect that yeah you know what i mean and not that that's a, a knock but literally, I wasn't expecting that. And maybe that was me falling into the hype. I thought, I'll, I'll keep you posted next time. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let, we'll talk on the next episode. And I mean, after this, it's going to be Game of the Year stuff. Um, uh, the week after Christmas, we're going to be putting up all our Game of the Year stuff. So we're not going to have a regular show until um, the, the first couple of weeks of January. So by that time, so I'll we'll have, have put in a decent chunk exactly. of... Exactly. So we'll, we'll all have played a decent amount of it by then, and we'll, we'll have a lot more to talk about. But yeah, initial impressions, I'm, I'm not thrilled with it overall. Um, but the story does have a took to me in a way that, that I, I've been enjoying. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So yeah. well, we got more cyberpunk news, you know, uh, more. So let's talk about how the world views... 
yeah uh, cyberpunk yeah so yeah there's a lot of things to talk about around the release um let's just say right off the bat it's got like a 91 92 on metacritic so obviously critics are enjoying it mm-hmm. um ign gave it a nine yeah but uh, yeah. yeah the problem is there's a fan base that's being catered to by this game mm-hmm. and i think it goes hand in hand with the tonal stuff that I'm talking about being it's so edgy being shitty yeah that it's like you're attracting the type of people that are just shitty edge lords right. to begin with so you're seeing people and the thing that boggles my mind so number 1 you're seeing people so Callie Plaguey at GameSpot gave it a 7 she's a great critic i i, I really enjoy her work mm-hmm. she was critical on it and people are attacking her you know like typical death threats typical like going nuts like saying oh does she even play games what does she know people are you know classic stuff like that right but then you're also getting people that you said ign gave it a nine Mm -hmm. right you're seeing comments that are like are you serious you gave blank game a higher score than this right all right three days before the game even came out and you were able to touch it so the thing that i don't understand is why are we number one as a humanity why do we have this obsession with like why are these people so obsessed that this game is like their game before they ever played it (laughs) and they're like it needs to be the best highest scored game of all time and it's like what is making you believe that it's literally so funny because you just mentioned earlier about the gg app right so i was looking into cyberpunk you know for anybody that hasn't it doesn't have the app it's an app has all the video games it has reviews it has you know little synopsis and stuff like that um i went through it and yeah i looked at it like Monday before the game even came out, and there was like 30 reviews of people that there's no way that they were able to play the game before any of us saying, Greatest game ever, the graphics are sick. This it's interesting, it's very interesting. For some what reason, is that for some reason, this game, and I'm trying to think if there was another game in the last five years or so that well, had there that. There definitely are games that are like this, but this is the one, this is the highest profile and most obvious example of this and i what the hell is that because i just don't understand i don't get it either and the other problem that i have is what so these people are critics Mm -hmm. do you what do you want from a critic right do you want them to just say oh yeah it's great it's fun do you just want them to assign a number that you like or do you want to like read about why these people liked or didn't like it? Like I, I, I'm not quite understanding what we want from criticism. Then. And we had a conversation when we first started hanging out, and you said it best. You said, "I don't care what the number is. I care about what the the words are." And it's true because if somebody's favorite game is, uh, you know, Minecraft, or whatever, there's no knock on my. I'm just picking a game. Favorite game is Minecraft. For all these reasons, oh, I love to build. Da, 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 da. If they play a similar game to that, they might give it a ten out of ten. But then give a game like Dark Souls and say, ah, I, "That's that game's not for me. I'm going to give it a four. It's you're right. It's about what's the the meat of 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 why someone thinks a game is Definitely. good and and why they think a game is is bad. But the thing that I'm not getting here is like, so 
there are two things. There's one that's wh- number one. Why do we want a game to be such a high score without ever playing it? But then it's like, but why do like why you have like your identity is tied into this thing in a way that is completely like off the farm? Like I don't understand what is going on there. Like like what. It boggles my mind because it's like you would think that these are the type of people that just wouldn't care about a review score, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, oh, I love this game. I'm excited to play this game. Right, no matter what anybody says. So why are you even looking at... It might be some validation thing, man. You know what I mean? Like some people take art to such an extreme that they... You're right. They make it a part of their identity and any knock on it somewhat knocks their identity. You know, you mentioned, you know, the the 13-year-old boys that think edgy is cool. You know, if they're told that it's not, there might be some sort of <sighs> lash against it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's just a video game, everybody. I don't. It's I, just very, very odd, and and it it's a shame because it's like we've had a lot of really good criticism on this game. A lot of like transgender people talking. Yeah, I read about Kotaku's article, transhumanism, yeah. and like how they're fe- you know like yeah. there's a ton of great stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, very, it's like, very well done. And it's like. Just don't like if you're the person that's this is their favorite game of all time before it ever came out, just don't like who cares? Like enjoy your game. Right. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like that's not for you then. Is that just like the the culture we live in though? Uh, is that like a remnant of like, you know, social media and just needing to be validated constantly? Uh, I don't know, man, but it's depressing either way. Uh, it, it is, and and it ruins the industry too, and it, it ruins my it ruins my fun of enjoying games or even talking about games. This is why I love coming here. We have very good conversations. I there's certain people in my life that yeah, Cyberpunk is the greatest game ever. And if I text them and say eh, it's okay, you know, I <laughs> I get my head ripped off. You know, I had that issue with Ghost of Tsushima. You know, oh yeah, it's it's good. Why is that the best game? Ever? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I know. I don't know what it is. It, it I, I don't know where it ties into. Um, there's obviously some more deep, uh, yeah, analytic yeah. stuff going on in the brain than uh, than I'm capable of of, of even yeah. understanding. It's it just is so odd to me. It really is, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, we don't need to dwell on it any further. Um, but the thing that really depresses me about this is one of the reviewers, someone that reviewed the game for Game uh, Game Informer, is an epileptic, right? Mm-hmm. There was no warning that there could be seizures. about seizures, and we've seen it in how many games? So right. many games. So many games. Now the difference is when you go to do the brain dance here, they flash lights in a way that it's modeled after how doctors use induce. lights in order to induce an epileptic seizure. Right. So the could you imagine being? so that's so careless like that's beyond careless it, like it is and where are the certifications yeah cert will cancel you for a million things and that is one they let thing, it go through but that is one thing that that certification actually is looking for to see if 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 there's possible harm there needs to be a warning attached there was no warning in the eula there was a warning 
and it didn't say anything specific. It just said something about flashing lights. So now, because of this article, because of this great reporting that was done, mm-hmm. there is a warning at the beginning of the game. And it does pop up, and it does give specific... There is, a, you know, it may trigger epilepsy. Yada, yada. I read the whole thing. It's, it's very good. But it took that reporting... It took someone to say something. And then... Which is ridiculous. It, it shouldn't have even the, been in the game. But the thing that we need to talk about, and this is where it really gets depressing to me personally, they, fans of this game, and again, this is before the game came out, decided to then not only just send death threats to this person that reported on having a seizure during the game, they also started sending videos that would induce a seizure oh my to this person. So she said, I I can't look at my inbox because I have 200 videos that induce seizures. And it's like, and then you see comments that are like, survival of the fittest. You people you know, are like, little garbage. I swear to God. So what drives me nuts is like, so, but why, like to what end do you like, like, are you going to be a piece of garbage? Be like, for what reason is what I want to know? Because you care about this game so much. That's where it gets me where I'm like, well, now you're attacking, like now you're personally attacking another human being for yeah. the sake of this game that you hold to some stand. I, I literally, yeah. man, it, I literally, it's, I don't even know what to say. I'm, it, a, it's very upsetting, and that's it's infuriating. And that's where it gets me to be. It makes like, you want to hate this game and just hate, like, yes. it, it makes you hate everything that this game, yes, is about. It, it's 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 very upsetting, and it. I think this is kind of a, a encapsulation, and and I had mentioned it before, but I think at a certain point you cannot be like 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 CD Project Red cannot be willfully ignorant here no no this is malicious but they are what i mean by that is their community like you have the capability to condemn this kind of behavior right. and they are not and they will not because that's their bread and butter and you know why you know that? Because as you're playing the game, who are they catering to? What were you we talking those, about those, before? Those people. Fucking shitlords. That's, right. that's who they're catering to. Right. And it's like, you're responsible then, CD Projekt. To say, hey, this is wrong. But yeah, you shouldn't be fostering the type of community. That's horrible. You get man. what I mean? It's like, horrible. It's, it's, no, it's pretty much giving them a pass. You're right. It's giving them a pass yeah. by not saying anything to your fan base. Who, which will tie in, who they recouped all their losses for the last eight years because of pre-orders. Just on pre-orders. Just on pre-orders. You need to put your foot down. I, that is unacceptable, man. I, it really, I, you know, this makes me just want to like hate this game and, and hate CD Projekt. You know, between the the whole crunch thing, you know, and then you're making a game about anti-capitalism, but yet you're you're crunching oh, your employees. Listen, how disingenuous is that? Well, and there's about a hundred different things that they're doing wrong in in this game, like you know, with with gender, with uh, they're using they're appropriating like certain tattoos from um island culture that's like completely irresponsible like there's about 10 different missteps that cd project made here and 
the fact that it took them a full day to even mention anything about the epilepsy. I mean, they have it in there now, and that's great. They should have it in there. But to even comment on it, now, let alone, they certainly didn't condemn the people that are doing any of this because, like I said, they're just playing dumb and, and because not they want anything. their money, and that's and that's just so infuriating to me. That is just so it's, ridiculous. It's very cyberpunk, it, man. <laughs> so cyberpunk to be doing all these. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Doing though, all these yeah. corporate things. Yeah, it's um, so it's so frustrating, especially to that poor reviewer. You know, yeah. who was just doing her job. You know, that's know. that's I gotta, unacceptable. I gotta find. That's just absolutely unacceptable. And to anybody that thinks that that's okay, uh, those are garbage people. I, I want nothing to do with. Yeah, the, the the reviewer's name is Liana Rupert. Um, really, really good reporting all around. Um, and I think coming out with that and facing that vitriol, but ending up having them put an epilepsy warning in there, I mean, you know, solid reporting. Yeah, and, no, and for really, sure. Really well done. Um, so. oh, it's just, it's ridiculous that you're right that a reporter had to yeah. endure all of that just to get let a alone warning? let alone the seizure that she had right exactly <laughs> like, and then just to get a warning yeah you have to then 200 death threats that's yeah. ridiculous yeah. I, and the fact that you're right this goes back to what we were saying before the fact that this fan base for whatever reason is so personalizing this game that they're willing to harm another human being like what is that like why is that and why does that why is that is that other like communities like of, of you know appreciation of art like it certainly do, is but it's a newer do movie fans do that so too? it is but it's newer so it's like comic books and comic book movies and stuff like that are very toxic very but it's because it's a newer social media based yeah. thing that that's this is what gets me kind of depressed about the, about the state of media in general is like i think this is not going away anytime soon the only way it goes away is by large corporations and companies condemning it wholeheartedly yeah, and i don't think they ever will no. because whoa they recouped all their losses by these these garbage fans so by these evil people 8 years in development Extremely expensive game, obviously. You know, pre-orders alone, they're they're at <laughs> they're at zero. They're good. So now anything else they sell is is just going to be pure profit, it's gravy. which is just. It literally makes me feel like. Well, Dan, I just don't want to buy from AAA companies anymore. But well, that's there's here's my here's my <laughs> conundrum, right? We I bought this game because I thought you know oh I, this is the thing for me, right? I love video games. I got to play all the big games. I got to I got to play it. But I've literally been thinking, man, all right, come the new year, maybe I just forget the AAA releases. Just don't don't buy into this to into this system. And that's and that's a big that's a big thing for me even think about someone that's played games his entire life who who has, you know, this compulsion to to an extent like, well, I got to play all these games. I got to play all, you know, all all these games. Man, do I just... The problem is there's a, there's a constant, you know, there's always that joke tweet that's like, oh, so you're you're a member of society that's anti-capitalist, yet you contribute to capitalism. Ooh, how are you? And it's like, well, we don't really have a choice in that. Mm-hmm. We do have a choice in what we want to support, right? 
So it's like you can do that, absolutely. But I think just condemning AAA in general misses the point. I think going and saying, you know what, maybe I don't have to buy Cyberpunk if I don't agree with what's going on. Maybe, you know, maybe um, the next Rockstar game I don't buy. You don't buy, yeah. And and that's your prerogative. The problem is, and we've talked to, we've seen, you know, interviews with developers and say, how do you think that we handle this? They say, well, at the end of the day, if the game does well, it benefits me. So it's like, so they're not saying, hey, send them a message and don't buy this. What they're saying is keep exposing the bullshit, keep bringing it to light. It does make a difference. It does change the cultures there. So I think talking about it and talking about what we want to see, I think those are steps in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And I think the more stuff comes out, the better the outlook it looks in the long run. All right. And again, I know I know we said they they recouped all their costs, of, you know, in development just based on pre-orders alone. But you did say their stock went down 29%. Right, so right? their stock went down 29%. So, I think as of yesterday. So I think the bugs being shared and all that, I think that does hit their bottom line and that does make them say well maybe we can't be so reckless and careless and we need to consider these things i mean i hope so man but but literally i am having that conversation in my head where you're right i did i i i do feel somewhat responsible having bought the game you know where now i'm thinking maybe the new year maybe 2021 all right you're right rockstar next game uh, sorry you know cd project red next game you know but, you know no thank you i you know it, it's it's tough and as and in reality whether it should be this way or not I think the quality of the game is not like this isn't one of my favorite games of the year so far. Mm -hmm. So maybe I didn't need to buy. So it makes it a little easier. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, well, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm, I've talked plenty about Red Dead Redemption 2 and Grand Theft Auto 5. The next Grand Theft Auto game I wasn't going to buy anyway because I, I think those, the writing in those open world games is not good. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that, it becomes harder when it's something you really do care well, about. Well, right. So what happened? So let's just say CD Projekt Red was making the next Zelda. Right. That's like a. That's that's like a. That's like a. That's a. That's a yeah. very complex. And and it should. And that's the thing. It should. It yeah. shouldn't be. Well, it's not complex. It's more. It's it, like it's not complex. It's, it's how much selfish. do you like it? Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a little. It's 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 yeah. actually very selfish. And and maybe come twenty twenty one for me personally, maybe I am just at the point where I need to really, yeah. So I'm a vegetarian, right? I will not touch anything that's and I, I and I. You're right. People have told me, well, you're just one person. How's but really? What's that gonna? But for me personally, I can sleep well at night knowing, okay, I have not given into the, the you know to the to the meat industry. You know, mm -hmm. Oscar my wiener's not getting my buck. You know, like mm -hmm. it. it Maybe I need to do that with video games. Maybe I need to take an even, you know, larger, larger step. But it's going to be hard, like I said, if you hear stuff about this from A Legend of Zelda where I'm like, but I love Zelda, this, but I can't be selfish here. And that's something that I have to grapple with personally. And that's something hard, that we could spend yeah. seven hours. Every individual dissecting. needs to do that. Absolutely. But what I, what I would say is at the end of the day, what are we fighting? Like, what are you against? 
the capitalist machine that is causing all this, right? right? So my thing is, do you think Nintendo is not... Uh, capitalist no they are i know they're so so i know the switches are one of the worst for like the environment like it's terrible so we don't just because we don't have reporting on it doesn't mean it's it doesn't there. happen so i think it's hard sometimes to pick and choose and i think sometimes you just need to either say hey you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna make a difference in the ways that i i can personally sacrifice mm-hmm. and then you know what, this is something I really care about and I know it may not be the best, but you know, I'm I'm making my sacrifice elsewhere. I think that's up to each individual and how they how they feel that they I think I'm just gonna get rid can of swing it. it. Maybe just get rid of video games in, in general. I mean I I would be very upset, but I would understand. My podcast. <laughs> um no, it, it, honestly, it, it, it I not to make a joke, I, it is something I do grapple with though. Yeah. Literally every time I buy something, I'm like, Well, is this the right whether it's video games, whether it's movies I support, you know, uh yeah, and, and and that's a good thoughtful way to consume media. But I, I think, at the end of the day, there's there's a lot going into this, and you, you got to make your own personal yeah. decisions on on how you feel about it. But like, I, yeah, it's just you know, I'm glad and, we I'm glad we think, talked about that. Well, I think we're at a we're at a, you know, this is kind of like a watershed moment for for that specifically for these types of people and communities and stuff so so it's fresh on the brain it's 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 got a sour taste in our mouth so that's uh that's partially why i look at some of the dialogue in the game and i say ah, do i <laughs> is this yeah. something i need to be doing right i can't be supporting um that. yeah so all right let's, so that's let's enough, move on that's enough with uh, cyberpunk um let's just a few a uh, few things oscar isaac our friend Poe and uh, I don't know what his name was in Ex Machina or or <laughs> in uh, Annihilation. Very good actor. We'll be playing Solid Snake in the upcoming PlayStation uh, movie. PlayStation Mid- movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, PlayStation Studios. Who's making the movie? I don't think it's PlayStation. Sony. Is it? I have no idea. It's not. The Metal Gear is owned by uh, oh, Konami. Konami, not PlayStation. Gotcha. Anyway, all right, let's redo this. They're making a Metal Gear Solid movie. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. And uh, Oscar Isaac is playing uh, Mr. Snake. So I had a fun idea that, uh, I, that I did not mention to you, and I should have. Oh, I know where this is going. I want to cast, let's the, cast rest the, rest of, the-, the rest of Metal Gear. <laughs> um, there's only one. Have you ever watched The Boys? No. So a lot of my friends love the boys. I am like, eh, on it. Yeah. There's a guy that plays basically the Superman equivalent. Okay. He's this blonde, you know, looks like he's like a goody-goody, but he's a, the biggest piece of shit of the bunch. Would be a perfect liquid snake. Yeah. Like, perfect. <laughs> Brother. Brother. And what do you think um, Sam, Sam Elliott as Revolver Ocelot? I like that. I was thinking Jeff Bridges. Oh, Jeff Bridges would be good. Yeah, or I see that. Jeff Bridges as Big Boss. Okay. Oh, I can get I can get behind that. Yeah. Who would play Meryl? I, I just want Jeff Bridges in there. That's <laughs> it. I'm trying to think who would be a good Meryl. Meryl Scarjo. Oh, oh yeah, I can see that with the red hair. Yeah. Um, who else we got? Who's playing uh, Otacon? Oh, he's playing Otacon. <laughs> Tom Holland. I, or maybe like Mark Ruffalo. I could see Mark Ruffalo as, as <laughs> Otakai. Yeah, I could totally see that. I could see him in a locker. <laughs> um, Named after my Japanese animes. 
<laughs> I feel like Mark Ruffalo would ham it up to an extent <laughs> that it would surpass the real outcome. <laughs> Probably. Um, um, who else we got in there? Who's going to be uh, Sniper Wolf? Who's going to be... Uh, who else we got there? What about... I think... We, Raven? We, we get a good Batista for Raven. Yeah, there you go. Or The Rock or, or somebody. Zeta, yeah. Um, what about... S- Psychomantis. What about John Malkovich for Psychomantis? <laughs> oh, that's inspired. That is insp- I was thinking of a Paul Giamatti. You know, Paul Giamatti literally can do everything if he wants. I, I totally support anything with Paul Giamatti. <laughs> um, what about your boy Frank Yeager? See, that's the one I've been saving for last because that's tough. Like literally, <laughs> tough. how do you? How do you? Who would be good? Who would be? Let me think. I think it's got to be Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> you want him to be real depressed huh? <laughs> no who could play like insane who can really i don't know you know what it is too I... bad peter laurie is no longer with us yeah what about like a yeah a little young we need someone grizzled what about like Willem a... Dafoe? what about like a hugh jackman like eh. giving off crazy logan vibes Oh, I can see that. You know? All right. Like just a man on fire. Just like, yeah, I can see that. Um, I can see that. Hmm. That's a tough one. Yeah. That's the hardest one, and that's the one I care most about. <laughs> that, I know. That's the, that'll be the deciding factor in the movie. If <laughs> Cyborg Ninja is accurately portrayed, I'll, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see We'll see how this movie even shakes out, if they end up even making it. Well, right. There's not, There wasn't even any pictures of him or anything. It was just announced that he would be... Yeah. It's not... Something um, uncharted. It's not like Uncharted where they're they filmed and stuff. What's your opinion overall on video game movies? I think they're ill conceived and generally bad, <laughs> but uh, we have fun talking about them. <laughs> we do. Um, now you know what it is. It's it's original stories are always going to be more interesting. Yeah, that's the bottom line. I'm so, with you. So we'll see. Yeah, it's fun bit of news. I really like Oscar Isaac. Like I really, I think he's awesome. I think he'd be good. I, yeah, I'm curious how he'll be a snake. I think he's a great actor, though. That's what I'm saying. I, I actually I like him a lot. You know, not, not just Star Wars, but like no, he, yeah, he's, he's really good in in some very yeah some actually some very good movies. He's great <laughs> that are much better than Star Wars. No offense. Sorry. <laughs> um. All right. So last but not least, let's get into the Game Awards. Game Awards. Now, how do you want to do this? There's a lot of big reveals. There's a lot of big announcements. Should we do a recap of who won and then go into sure. the big reveals? Sure, because that's the thing I care about the least. No, right, <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> we'll get into it. Um, I have off we the have top our, of my head a decent amount of them. I have a, a list right here. Um, we have our own Game of the Year, which is the accurate uh, Game of the Year. We really put a lot of thought into it. So tune back in. <laughs> it's accurate. Sorry, I didn't mean to... Uh, Damn. Knock the game awards. Way to burn Jeff Keighley like that. <laughs> sorry, Jeff Keighley. <laughs> Not sorry. Um, so, game of the year. The Speaking big, of capitalism. The, right, exactly. <laughs> the big game one, Last of Us Part Two. I don't think anybody was uh, was surprised. It's the big game, and it is a great game. It's a great game. Um, but it was up against some good competition. It had Final Fantasy VII, um, Hades. Hades did really well. Hades got best indie and best action game. Mm-hmm. Um, very happy about that. Last of Us also won best narrative. Um, was it a better narrative than Kentucky Route Zero? I dare say no. But the way that it intertwined and, you know, I'm fine with that. Um, Ghost of Tsushima won Best Art Direction. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, over Ori. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. You know, over um, over Hades. 
Uh-huh. You know, so that's interesting. Because um, it was also up against with Final Fantasy VII and Last of Us Part Two, so I feel like they're all in a very similar vein. It's very, you know, realistic, lifelike, very pretty, very polished. Um, I, I tend to give more credit to, like, different... You know, Is the like, category art direction? It's art direction. Yeah, so... Sucker Punch won that guy. It is a beautiful game. I, I think it ha- I think it does have very good art direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I think it's better than some of those others? No. I agree. Um, Last of Us also won audio design, action adventure. Really, they just kind of swept. They Pretty were, much. They were kind of the science of the lambs, cuckoo's nest. Best uh, game direction they won. Won best game direction. Final Fantasy won best RPG. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. There's just two more I wanted to I wanted to um uh best performance. Best performance was the voice of Abby. I forget her name. I'm trying to find Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey, she won. And the last thing of note that I thought was interesting was that uh Tell Me Why won for best for uh games for impact. And it had a category with Spirit Far, If Found and Kentucky Route Zero. Which are three amazing games. Amazing games. I didn't play Tell Me Why. I did. You did, and it I stinks. So it's very interesting. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a bad game, but it's certainly not a good game. So, what would you out of those uh, out of Spear of Fire, if found, or Kentucky? Which one would you have given it to? I mean, if we're talking about the spirit of the category, mm-hmm. or are we talking about what's the best game that's in the category? Because that's always the question. What's the best game for the category? For the category, Impact. if found, games for impact. I would go with if found. I agree. Definitely, there's no doubt about it. I agree. There's no doubt about it. I agree. I may that. I may like Kentucky Road Zero more, but th- th- for, for what impact, Ifan was doing, I agree. I agree very much. Yeah. Um, so that's that one's a little upsetting. But nonetheless, nonetheless, let's get back to what we really care about—the reveals. Yes. Um, so first off, this didn't show up in the Game Awards, but it kind of ties in. Um, Kratos is now in Fortnite, and thanks to the Game Awards, we found out that so is Master Chief. Yes. So for those very. For those for those fans of, I, I saw. I haven't nice, played Fortnite since it came out. I saw I some great twice. gifs about of Kratos doing uh, these really amazing dance moves that were that were fun. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Dan just did a little uh, a little move here for us. Um, Sorry, nobody else can see it. But yeah, Kratos for Dan's eyes only. Kratos in Fortnite and, and now so is Master Chief. We got um, those are two big 2021 games. Hopefully. Oh, wait a second. I just realized. Do you think that's what that was? Do you think that was like a little subtle hint that those are coming out? I mean, it's not necessarily a hint. I think it's uh, that's how you do marketing, you know? Wow. Keep Kratos in the public in the thought. Interesting. And so we got Halo Infinite coming out too. Yep. All right, 2021. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I just want to apologize for last episode. I said that about a certain game. Never apologize. Well, I, I didn't mean it the way it came out. It sounded <laughs> like I was dissing it, and I was not. It just came out weird. Anyway, Sephiroth is in Smash. He's our new fighter. Sephiroth is actually really cool. Still, it, it kind of sobering. Uh, where like he's holding Mario, like <laughs> with <laughs> yeah. the you got the sword but through. You him. didn't think and he was <laughs> just. <laughs> I mean, I love Nintendo for this. I really love this. What a masterfully done. It is that shot of <laughs> Mario looks like he's pierced through he's the chest. He's like dead. And he looked dead, and then they th- it's like shattered in black, and then they throw the light on, and he's got him stuck by like the top of his uh, overalls. It was just 
just beautiful. It was, it, those are always well. I always I look forward to those more than actually playing as the characters. Oh, no doubt about it. Smash. No doubt so about it. Well done. Um, and we also got a Swedish Chef and Overcooked, That's right. which is very exciting. I think Overcooked it's awesome. is a great game. We all love the Swedish Chef. So it's an expansion to Overcooked Two, or it's a new game? Oh, I'm not sure about that. I think it's an expansion. That's what I. That's what I was led to believe. It's either way. It's very cool. Am I wrong? I could be wrong. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Okay. But I think Swedish Chef fits perfectly into it's amazing. the, into yeah, the spirit it's of Overcooked. It's so good. It's so good. Um, anyway, we saw Mr. Vin Diesel. In Arc Two, now I haven't played Arc One. Mm. Is this something to be it's excited a, for? It looked very weird. It's a first-person survival game, so no. Okay, <laughs> so that's the thing. So I'm sorry there, for there, some people. Yes. So this is how we're doing the episode. It's There's games I that care. I was particularly excited for, and then some that I wasn't. I, the only reason this game I'm even noting is because it had Vin Diesel in it. You know what? I have to talk about this really quick. It, it made me think seeing Laura Bailey accept the award, right? She looks nothing like Abby. Mm-hmm. Nothing like her. Right. So we can have this amazing motion capture, facial capture with actors that Joel does not look like anybody. Yeah. Troy Baker. Right. Ashley Johnson looks nothing like Ellie. And yet this is like just a fully realized Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like to me, Why? from now on, if we see actors looking like the actors in the game it's like pure stunt casting yeah because it's clear that you can make your character and then just cast someone as them right right right. and it'll be fine and is the reason they're doing that is it just it, it has some sort of pull like if you saw the rock you know that's oh the, i gotta play that game but it's, that's the idea okay i mean i don't know if vin diesel's your guy for that but apparently the pacifier is a great movie <laughs> oh god <laughs> i actually I, I do enjoy the fast and the furious movies they're, the Pacifier is a great movie. <laughs> those movies are really good, dumb action movies yeah. that take themselves way too seriously in a charming way. In a way. good way, yeah. yeah. I will say. What about Chronicles of Riddick? Great game. <laughs> Not a good movie. Not so good. I just wanted to bring that up. Another game that I, w- I wasn't too sure I wanted your opinions on was the Evil Dead game. I'm not sure who makes it. I thought Friday the 13th immediately. Me too, but no, it's not that. Okay. It, um, it looked cool. It looked like you could pick like, the four characters. Obviously, we're all going to choose Ash with yeah. the, the chainsaw arm. But yeah. other than that, I don't think I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm also not one of those Evil Dead guys. Like I know people go nuts for Evil Dead. And yeah. It's like... Was it ever that special? <laughs> Let's be real. Um, it was the gore of the time, I guess. It was yeah, which is cool. But why forty years later are we are talking we still, about it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, like, I, I'm, I, I have no stake in uh, <laughs> Evil Dead. I'm fine. Um, but yeah, it looks like a a game that does not look like it's going to be much fun to play. But it looks like it's interesting. Again, Evil Dead and Ark. I just wanted to mention just for those two. Yeah, they were two like, oh, I got to see what this is about. <laughs> There is some other games that, that weren't so good. But now let's get to the games that I'm actually interested in. A Ghost and Ghouls reboot coming out on February 25th. Are you interested in it? I don't know. <laughs> because this is my issue with uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, yes. right? I have great memories with it. But it's a bad game. It's not fun to play. <laughs> no. It's it's a, it's really like terrible. It's not good. Like It's hard, but like there's, there's hard. And then there's unfair hard. Ninja Gaiden is hard. Ninja, exactly. I love Ninja Gaiden. That's and a great amazing. game. This game is just hard for the sake of being broken? Yes. And they're rebooting it. In a really off-putting way. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sorry if the pe- people like the look of this game. To me, it's it's a little... Uh, 
I, I, it didn't make me feel good. It's just interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know, Dan. I, I just wanted to bring that up because, again, it, it's like this weird nostalgia thing. I feel like I feel the same way about Battletoads, right? Where it's like someone mentions Battletoads or they mention Ghouls and Ghosts, and immediately I get that, oh, that's from when I was a kid. Like, I own that for, like, I have the cartridge. That's so cool. But yet, I haven't played it in 25 years, and there's a reason. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's, it's not very stink. good. So, you know, I, I really don't have any hope for the reboot. No. Um, it's probably, it looks like the same levels in the same game. It just, it, like, yeah. they advanced the, the graphics a little bit. So, I just wanted to bring that. All right. That's it. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Returnal. Okay. Returnal is a PlayStation Studios game coming out March 19th, Dan. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I think that this game looks really cool. I... I I was back and forth on it a lot because this is Housemark. This is the studio that makes arcade shooters, made Resogun, made a lot of like arcade shooters that I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, made Dead Nation, Alienation. These are cool arcade shooters, and they said we're moving away from arcade shooters because nobody wants to play them anymore. It does not have the audience that we want, so we're moving away. And they just they decided to make a third person shooter. It looks like it still has some DNA of a shooter like that. Like it, it has that bullet hell 3D look. It looked like Anthem a little bit to me. Like it had that sort of. But like, it has. But the difference is, you're seeing large projectiles that you're like dodging right. and doing stuff with, which could be really interesting in a gameplay perspective. Um, so I'm interested in this game. I was, I was hooked. I'm sorry, I want to just cut you off. No, I, I was hooked from the. I actually liked the trailer for it, and that's how the gameplay is. Oh, that's cool. But the trailer for, I thought it was an alien game. It looked very like yeah. Ridley Scott, like yeah. the the suits that. Uh, so it's like a ground. It seems like it's a Groundhog Day sort of thing. Yes. Every time this woman dies, she's brought back. Uh, there's something, some space thing going on. But it seemed very alien very ridley scott just the suits just the layout of of the areas Definitely. so immediately you got you got two checks uh from me <laughs> the um and again the gameplay i look like i'd seen it before but i'm still very intrigued you know I, I, I there's something to it that i liked it's something it looks a little bit it's got a little from soft dna mixed in with like i said if you ever play if you ever hopefully one day you'll play near automata uh, I'll get there. Buddy. There's a lot of, it's a third person game and there's a lot of bullet hell stuff. So big projectiles that you're like dodging or slashing through. And it's kind of a unique thing that I, that I really enjoy. And this looks like it's taking some of that, which, cool. which is cool. Yeah. Returnal that's coming out on, um, March. March 19th. So that's pretty cool. And then another game coming out March 26th. Hazelites It Takes Two coming out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. The new game. This is the new Joseph Forrest. From Joseph Forrest, our friend who did uh, A Way Out and Brothers. Yep. Um, one really amazing game and one really good game. A really okay game. Really okay game. With a great idea. So this game looks like it's a great idea. The voices and stuff might be an issue. The right. So I it, think, I truly think that this is actually going to be a really good game because the reason a way out was a bad game is because he cannot do serious very well. He cannot write dialogue in this. He's doing ridiculous, dumb, silly stuff. And I think it's going to work. And the reason I think that watching that trailer, it's like a little like eye rolly at times 
but some of it hits mm-hmm. and some of it you're like oh that's neat so i, oh, I like how cute. you know what for I mean? those that haven't seen it it's a co-op game the way that a way out was but you play as a married couple who you know you're fighting or whatever and then you end up in this like fantasy world and you got to work together to get out and rebuild your love and in the meantime you have this book talking to you and he's just like i don't even know what i like it, it. Like, i it, do it's very charming i i think it's gonna work i really think i hope so, so. i really think so I will. I listen, and even though we had our slights on a way out, I had like there was enough stuff there and intrigue for what it was going for that I was like, oh, you know, definitely. I want to. I want to see this game through. Definitely. Uh, it takes two. I think is going to be. I think it's going to be. I'm going to get it, man. and I'm. I'm excited to play it with my sister. I think yeah. it's going to be. be I think. Fun. It, I think it's going to be good. I um. I They're am- doing that f- thing again. Oh, that yeah. they just sorry to cut you off. Um. They for a way out they did a thing where if you buy the game you get an extra copy for free for a friend oh right on so if if somebody if you have somebody that wants to play it but doesn't want to buy it one person buys it you get to play it. you both get to play that's so cool yeah wow. they did it for a way out and they're doing it for this you which, know joseph Faris, you stand up dude <laughs> there's no evidence to that but <laughs> i i like the i like what you're saying maybe not i don't know <laughs> But um, also, I wanted to ask about uh, I, there was this interactive like video pop group called We Are OFK. Yes, um, it's a series debuting spring twenty twenty one. Is it playable? Is it? I I might have missed. I just saw the trailer for them. I thought it was pretty cool. It's a good question. Nobody we, knows. We don't know. <laughs> um, I know uh, Teddy Deef is working on this. Who? It did some work on Hyperlight Drifter and has done some stuff um, around that, and I think there's game there's something game related. In okay, it. I don't know if it's fully a game or if it's partially like these concerts. That right, it looked like a music video. Yeah. Like it just a music popped up and it was this band was on stage. Cool. It yeah. was really cool. I love yeah. the art style. The song was cool. You know, yeah. like it, it it seemed really interesting. But I, I wanted I wanted more. I want to know what what's coming. It, it, I'd said that it was an interactive series, so I don't know specifically what that. I'm curious. That means, we'll but see. that's definitely something to keep an eye out for. Yeah. Uh, we got the modern reboot, another reboot of Perfect Dark. Yeah. So we don't really know much about it. We don't know if it's a full-on reboot or if they're continuing from Perfect Dark Zero. Um, they only showed like a cinematic trailer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this game is ways out. They didn't show any right. gameplay. The play. initiative is the one making it. The initiative, which long rumored to be making this okay. game. So, and not, you see just a little bit of dark. You just see a little bit of her. Yeah, her hair flowing in the uh, yeah over some Egyptian uh, pyramids. It was a beautiful, interesting trailer. You know, doesn't tell me much about the game. Yeah. Actually, I just want to go back. She, she, she could be in Sudan. I found out that actually most of the pyramids are actually in Sudan, not Egypt. That's a good fun, fun fact. fact. <laughs> so um, you never know. She could be in Sudan. So, I, I mean, they're going for the, um, you know, the corporation saved us from the destruction of the world via, you know, all the terrible things that we're actually doing to it, um, which seems interesting. Yeah. I, I think it looks cool. We'll see when the gameplay comes out. I haven't played Perfect Dark Zero, but I played the first Perfect Dark back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> People have a lot of love for that series. No, yeah, for sure. I don't know why, but they do. That's okay. <laughs> hey, let's talk about Crimson Desert, made by Pearl Abyss, a Korean company, in winter 2021. They say that it might come out 
Whoa. <laughs> Those are literally my, my notes, actually. <laughs> that it might come out. <laughs> uh, yeah, this game looks really neat. We got like a six-minute trailer yeah. of just all these different landscapes. And each landscape, it reminded me of like Metal Gear Solid Five meets The Witcher 3. But like it was different. There was one area that reminded me of like Ghost of Tsushima. Another area that it did, it looked like Metal Gear Solid. And then another area that looked like The Witcher, like it was like fantasy. It was like a small town with like straw, you know, mm-hmm. roofs and stuff like that. I don't know what this game is, but it's an open world game and it looks absolutely beautiful and um, stunning. So the, this is the company that makes Black Desert Online, which is a very popular like MMO. Okay. So I'm curious as to what this is. I don't know if it's because I know it's an MMO. Okay. But they're pitching it as this is like it it's a it's a, if you took a single player focused game and made it multiplayer so like it, that's their pitch okay so what you're saying is it might be more in the vein of a divinity as it is well like no a they're saying like hey it's going to be skyrim but everyone's playing together interesting okay that's what they're saying okay you know interesting so we'll, we'll see when it comes out yeah i, I mean it looked beautiful and you get yeah. to ride a dragon there was another game about yeah. riding dragons earlier in the in the thing, and no offense to that game, but then when you saw the dragon riding in yeah. this game, this it was like, oh, launch. that poor, uh, that poor, <laughs> that poor game. Um, yeah, I think it looks neat. I, looks I, I'll be curious for the final product if it if it ends up being anything worth writing about. Yeah. So now we're gonna get to the games. These so are the big those, ones. You've those been are like, those are like medium games that I was excited for. These are like I'm insanely excited for. <laughs> Disco Elysium, the final cut is coming out consoles, I believe, in summer 2021. New content, new area, I think that, I'm new a, I'm voices. Dan, I am so excited. I think it's coming out for the Switch, the PlayStation, the Xbox. Dan. Yeah. I love that game so much. I just played it for the first time this year. It's, it's a pretty good game. I've been itching to play it again with new stuff. Literally... You this Game Awards gave me so many reveals of new games. I think I'm more excited for this game <laughs> than than all the other ones. I'm yeah, gonna, I I'm really excited. Are, for you, this. are you gonna replay it? I don't know if I'm gonna replay the whole thing or if I can just add on. I'm not sure. We'll see because I have the PC version. Right. Um. But maybe I will. Maybe I'll replay it on PS5 and do it completely different at that point and just do it differently. Because I mean that game is incredibly special. And it's and, so dense. And yeah, there's a lot you didn't see the first time through. Um, so so doing it through with new content again would be is, amazing. It's pretty exciting. So I'm very excited for that. A good a good um, a good on ramp for people that didn't get to play because it, it was only on PC. Right now it's coming to consoles and Switch. Got, I'm gonna get my sister on that. It's pretty cool. It's awesome. So let's talk about some cool indie games coming out. All right. Um, one Chia, 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 Chia. Yes. Um, beautiful looking game where it looks like you control a young female mm. character. Um, the, so the team, there was a thing that they said in the beginning of this trailer where it's like, based on the development team's experiences in... New Caledonia? New Caledonia. So they're saying that we're going to talk, you know, we're going to show you these islands what through like. our video game. And I think that's really neat. That's really cool. And it looks cool. It looks like an interesting game. It reminds where me of Rhyme a little bit. Definitely <clears throat> Rhyme-like, a lot of Breath of the Wild inspirations mm-hmm. here. A lot of like shooting down coconuts off trees and grabbing them. Except there's a little twist. 
looks like you have like special powers or something um and you can jump into these inanimate objects and control them kind of like a la mario odyssey like yeah a la everything the game everything um okay it looks neat it looks really cool it looks beautiful beautiful art style i'm excited for that i saw this and i was like oh this is really exciting and then i saw another game called season Right, let's talk about season. Holy moly! And it, super pumped. It kind of blew this one. Scavengers Studios season coming 2021. 2021 to PS5. Okay, I think. Yes, it was an exclusive. Uh, which I need to have a PS5. Yeah, because it was then. a Sony trailer. Okay. Holy uh, moly! What a striking looking thing. It reminds me. It's like imagine if like Studio Ghibli met like into the spider-verse like it has that like yeah. feel oh, i think it looks amazing you play as a young female on a bike who has to just you're piecing together memories of this like, it looks like world. what they're saying so it looks like they're saying the world is on the brink of like ecological destruction mm-hmm. and you're documenting nature because oh, it's it all going to so be good. gone soon it looks so good it's the, the whole pitch was like oh like I, I, there's like a voiceover over the top and it's like our grandparents had, you know, a hundred centuries or whatever. And then our parents had a hundred seasons or a hundred years or whatever. And then it's like, and we just have the one season and I, and it's, I'm just so curious. It about looks it. so good. There's, there's the scenes where, you know, you're riding the bicycle and you see like these like fields of like grass, just like blowing through the wind. It looks absolutely beautiful in, in the way that like, it looks like a very solitary adventure. Yeah, You're yeah. just playing your character with nature, and I think that it is just in the in the visuals. I think it's just it's very stark. It looks and very, great. Very beautiful. Really well directed trailer. Like the that shot of uh, her just like sitting listening to recording. And yeah. The, the reflection in the sunglasses and says it's, it's it's so beautiful, man. Hell of a look. Yeah, and that's by scavenger studios i don't know any other games that they might have no i don't think developed uh, well i'll look it up while you're but um checking through yeah no the game's absolutely beautiful i i'm very excited so there wasn't a specific release date we just know next year for the for the ps5 i believe it's an exclusive Um, yeah so that's exciting um another Um, yeah we got it scavenger studios uh darwin project no that can't be it hmm Oh yeah. Um, it's weird that there's, I think there's multiple Scavenger Studios. Oh, is there? Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, it's something to look out for. Um, another game next year to look out for is Open Roads, the new From Fulbright, Fulbright game. Our friends behind Gone Home and uh, Tac- Tacoma. Yes, Tacoma. Gotcha. So I'm very excited. They we got a little like trailer um for it it looks like a daughter and her mother going on a sort of road trip but it kind of goes between 2d and 3d in a very very interesting way yeah it's another one of those games that i already just from the visuals alone and obviously the studio uh yeah steve gainer the creative lead for you can't get any better so he he said (laughs) he put out a tweet that was like i remember when i said this four years ago and it was like an animation of someone like flipping through a book and it's like man imagine if we made a walking simulator but it looks like an 80s music video (laughs) and that's what they did it looks amazing (laughs) not to mention it's carrie russell and um what's the girl from book smart the young girl from book smart she's she's really great so it's the two of them and the whole idea is like their her grandma you know 
Carrie Russell's character's mom passes away and leaves like this journal that has like a bunch of weird stuff like uh, uh, talking about a man that's not their grandfather and this key and whatever. So it's like this is what this team does so good and it looks so good it is so striking visually you know narratively it's going to be amazing because both of their games have been amazing narratively and you're right and they're so good with like building that mystery and that intrigue and then wrapping it together oh. so i mean this game's bought day of but it comes out it's yeah. that in season uh, and in disco elysium the, the games that we literally just talked about most <laughs> most excited for for sure yeah they look this looks so good yeah i'm very excited um, a nice bow to end uh, 2020. Super Meat Boy Forever finally announced. Been waiting for that for a very, the very long time. December right. 23rd yeah. uh, is coming out. So that's very soon. I'm, yep. I'm very excited. Been waiting for that for a long time. Um, oh, not Team Meat. Epic. Oh, it'll be on Epic Games. Yeah. Gotcha. Which is interesting. It's not coming to console? I don't know. Huh. I'll, I'll check it out. Um, <clears throat> the creator has been doing other stuff for a while and now they're they're coming out with this cool i'm sure it's coming out no i i remember when they first talked about it, it was coming out for for switch and, and oh X- i know and, it and is it. i just don't know if it's day and date gotcha yeah it says arrives on pc december 23rd okay so it's epic games first and then it'll eventually come to, to yeah and then it says there's no mention the release dates on other platforms gotcha um all right so that's it all right a few more games left we got this the Left 4 Dead spiritual successor, Back for Blood, zombie co-op shooter, worked on by Turtleneck, the people behind... <laughs> Turtle Rock. Oh, Turtle Rock. <laughs> Sorry. Tur- I need glasses, I think. Turtle Rock Studios. Uh, June 2021. <laughs> Turtle Rock made uh, Evolve. I think uh, Turtleneck is better, actually. We should change the name to Turtle Rock. So Turtle Rock is literally the team that made Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. Right, I thought Left 4 Dead was Valve, so they left Valve. Correct. Okay. And so now they made making... Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, left Valve, made Evolve, which was a flop. Okay. Which has some really interesting ideas for multiplayer, way ahead of its time. I believe if Evolve came out this year, the it way that streaming is and everything, I think it would have been a huge hit. That's the one where you play as a monster and you, right? You, yes. Okay. I'm telling you, it was ahead of everything yeah, else yeah. in this in this vein. And so, this is their next game. This is basically Left 4 Dead three, which it's, is which is great. It it's looks, called it looks, it looks Back cool too. The number four yeah. Blood. It looks good. Just like left right. for dead. It looks good though. It, it looks It looks great. really good. They showed a really cool trailer which the tone of this is the thing. Left for Dead is such an awesome game and partially that's because of the tone of it. Like it's it's number one it's a, it's a great shooter. It's an awesome co-op. The monster design's really good, but the tone of it is like a perfect zombie movie tone of like they're always they're just like barking at each other saying silly stuff and this game this trailer really showed that and then they showed the gameplay and it looks just like left for dead it looks so good i'm so, so excited to play those, this those i wanted left for dead 3 yeah so you got they, it there's an alpha you can sign up for that launches december 17th i think um and then they said they're shooting for june uh they have a date june something um Full release, cool, on PC and next gen platforms. Nice, that's exciting. Um, another spiritual spiritual successor to another beloved franchise, the Callisto 
Protocol. Yeah, I don't by know. By Striking if this Distance is, Studios. I mean, it's obviously a horror game. But Isn't it the people that did Dead Space? It's, it's the, the same, people that it's did the same team. It's, it's the team that did Dead Space. Yeah. Um, but space horror game. Yeah, but I don't know if it really. I mean, it just might be a different horror game. You know what I mean? Oh, true. It's not quite the same as the Back for Blood, Left for Dead. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it is very exciting to see this team back on something because yeah. Dead Space is amazing. It looked like uh, you get like a little cutscene of like these people like on like again very Ridley Scott like yes dark and green spaceship, and then this creepy monster clicker looking guy. Yeah, it looks like it's a prison. It's like a space prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you saw this really creepy thing yeah but they said not till 2022 so yeah. we got a ways to go but um that's exciting though yeah. very exciting very exciting i, I love this That'd trailer um we also got a sneak peek at dragon age 4 i don't know how you feel about the dragon age games yeah. um how are they not showing gameplay still? yeah it's all just like i was we'll, we'll get to it with the next one but ea loves announcing their games like eight years before yeah. they're ready to come out it's just the the beautiful cinematics of just oh these characters look really cool in these cinematics but we don't know what the game looks like, actually. I, I really don't understand what they're doing. And then <laughs> like, the big really one don't. I wanted to finish off with, uh, you know, another bio. Well, the Dragon Age, I do like Dragon Age. Okay. Uh, I think Dragon Age Origins was really, really cool. And I didn't care much for Dragon Age 2 just because of the gameplay. Dragon Age Inquisition was it's where the they, they hit their stride. And I think it's a very good game. It's not one I look back on, like, super fondly. Like, where I'm like, oh, that's one of the best games. Right. But I think it's a really good RPG, and it's, it was a lot of fun. What's your opinion on the new Mass Effect? That's a good question. So they, so in the similar vein to Dragon Age 4, you get this beautiful cutscene. You see an Asari pick up an N7, you know. Logo. Logo. <laughs> like a little piece of metal. But that's it. That's all we got. So And it says, Mass Effect will return. Right. So we know that, and we already knew this before the game awards, yes. that there was going to be a new Mass Effect. No title, no dates, nothing. Nothing. So Nothing. I mean, so, it's... We'll, we'll see. You know, being teased like that is fine. I assume that they learned from Andromeda, and I assume that they will not put out another product of that, like that. quality. Yeah. I think they're, if they're going to do this, they would return to a little bit more of their roots. Well, what's really funny about when they did the uh, when they announced that they were going to release the Mass Effect collection 1, 2, and 3, they completely... <laughs> 4 is nowhere to be found. Four, we're not even talking about Andromeda anymore. If we ended up being able to do that book club, we would have done Mass Effect Andromeda and it would have been glorious. Because <laughs> I bet you there's really good stuff in that game. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. But... Yeah, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm excited for a new Mass Effect. I'm not like gonna be hotly anticipating it and like checking everything. Like when it comes out, I bet I'll really enjoy it. But I'm not getting my hopes up too much after uh, after Andromeda. Yeah, so it's because of Andromeda. Yeah, I was gonna say, what if uh, what if Andromeda never happened? Would that original be- trilogy is one of the best <laughs> video so game good. experiences you know yeah. I've ever had. Right. So I'm not saying anything bad about that. Um, I just think. Andromeda than Anthem. I mean, Oof. we'll see. We'll see how that goes, Dan. We'll see we'll how, see that, how goes. that goes. Um, that about wraps up the Game Awards. There was nothing else yeah. that I really wanted to, to talk about, unless you want to talk about Hood Outlaws and Assassins, because we're super excited about that Not game. Particularly. Um, yeah, so that's about it. We've, you know, a big week, especially considering Game Awards and Cyberpunk on the same day. Yes. Um, those were the big heavy hitters. Um, but that, that's about it. That's uh, about all she wrote, Dan. That's it. 
Um, Dan, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Dan. And to our, our listeners at home, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, it really, really means a lot to us. Hope you guys have a nice, safe, and healthy week. And uh, two weeks. And uh, until next time, peace, love, and yeah, justice. I'm sorry, real oh. quick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried to get you before. Um, I just want to mention Game of the Year stuff. We, oh, right. We have a Right, ton, the stuff that we've been doing for hours and hours. Yeah, and hours. We have a ton of Game of the Year stuff we're working on. So our plan is to shoot for the week after Christmas leading up to the new year. We're going to put an episode out every day, um, ending it with our personal top tens and then the Game of the Year overall. Nice. Um, so... That'll be like a two-week span of us just putting out a ton of podcasts. Um, So there'll be no regular episode two weeks from today on the 28th. It'll just be a Game of the Year stuff. Cool. Um, So I just want to mention that briefly. I'm sorry to cut you off, Dan. No, that's fine. I was going to just say adios, amigos. Hey everyone, thanks so much for watching and or listening. Just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for Circleback Podcasts or Circleback Gaming on any of these podcast services. Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, or Stitcher. By God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services, but you can find us anywhere there. Also, you can find us, our video version, on YouTube by searching Circleback Podcasts or Circleback Gaming uh, and the rest of the videos we do. Thanks, guys.